When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. We are basically one day out from an incredible Titans performance on Monday Night Football beating the best team before this previous week in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills, 34-31 to in a game that absolutely went all the way down to the wire. All the way. And we're here to talk all about it, and we will, after Tyler lets you know how to support the podcast. And you couldn't have said it any better. That was an amazing game last night and got the outcome that we wanted. I mean, really. But everyone, if you want to support the podcast, go check out our merch. We have shirts. I just got one of our hoodies in. And man, that thing feels warm. Haven't had a chance to wear it yet because I run a little hot and I'm like, I'm not about to be sweating (laughs) in that thing right now. Did carry it with me to the game just in case it got a little too cold. But if you want to check that stuff out, go to titans-time.myshopify.com dot com slash collections slash all if you another way to support the podcast got a little tripped up there just make sure you're following us on if you're listening to the audio version of it on apple podcast spotify again make sure you're following leave us a five-star rating leave us some comments we'd love the interaction and if you're watching on youtube scroll down that red subscribe button hopefully it's not red for some of the people that's listening But if it is, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a new video or when we go live because we're going to try and do that some more. Have fun with that show. And leave a like on the video. Share the video with other football fans, friends, family, and leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. When we do go live, you can watch us on YouTube. You can also watch us on there as well. We had it set up on Twitter this last time. Um, On Twitter, you can follow us at Titans underscore time. On Facebook, just look up Titans time. And then Instagram, Titans time podcast. Tyler, as your voice can kind of uh, attest to, (laughs) I, I would like for you to kind of talk a little bit about what the stadium atmosphere was like last night because I've, uh, about it, right at halftime, I FaceTimed you, and I got to get a little bit of the, of the experience for myself. You did. I'm going to be honest. The only way I could hear you when you FaceTimed me was if I put my phone right up next to my ear. And even when I was talking back to you, because I would bring the speaker right down to you know my mouth, I was like, I don't know if he can hear me. Like My voice was already almost shot at halftime, and the stadium was still just rocking, but... I'll start from when we first got up into Nashville. They were not lying when they said that Nashville had been 
like taken over by Bills fans, like Broadway, everything. They were on party buses. I mean, just going crazy. Even had one guy uh, say something to me like, oh, it's overwhelming, isn't it? You know, coming down here, taking over your city. So I hope he had a fun ride back to Buffalo with that L that we gave him. And, but for the most part, the Bills fans that uh, we interacted with, they were nice and respectful. But I was going to say, that's what I've heard is that Bills fans, any fan base that you would like to take over your city, that you would like to literally come out in full force. And there, as you told me last night, there was more Bills fans than Titans fans well, in the stadium. And, and that's, that may Bills have been, fans are that may have apparently been skewed great. a little bit. Because going back and thinking about it, yes, there was a lot of Bills fans, but these ticket places, they may have been off on what they yeah, were actually that's showing. That's true. So, and even if there were more Bills fans there, like you wouldn't have known it from how loud the Titans fans were and how much they were supporting the team. I mean, this was an atmosphere. It, it's Monday Night Football against w- what was the top team in the AFC, possibly the NFL, and they're saying that they're going to come take over your city. And Titans fans were not having it, and the Titans weren't either. But it there were a couple of offensive drives where the Bills fans that were there, you – you would have thought that there was no home field advantage at all because most of the time that place is pretty quiet whenever our offense is out on the field and we're letting them do their audibles and checks and all that. You know, they can get through it pretty easy. No, there were a couple times the Bills fans, I mean, it was like, you're looking around like, holy shit, (laughs) this is insane. But, yeah, it was was crazy. And even after the game – Walking back across the pedestrian bridge, you still had Bills fans, even after taking that L, going through all of their chants and everything. And I did hear a couple of Bills fans make some comments like, uh, oh, well, if we would have won that game, like they were basically talking about how some of the Titans fans walking across the bridge weren't still yelling and everything else. We were still doing that as we were exiting the stadium walking over to the bridge. Some people were still doing it on the bridge and they're like, Oh, we, you know, we would still be high this and that. And I heard someone comment back like, yeah, but we got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Like (laughs) we're trying to wind down a little bit here. Um, but yeah, it was just the atmosphere was insane in the stadium last night. Like I need it to be like that all the time. And hopefully it will get to that point. Eventually, I mean, obviously, the fan turnout and participation, all that stuff, has been on the uphill climb over the past couple of seasons, and rightfully so, as this team keeps getting better and better. And I, I do want to say, as with every fan base, you do have some of the fans from opposing teams, and again, like I said, can even be the case with the tit- some Titans fans, where they're not necessarily respectful. And I'm sure there was probably some of those Bills fans there as well, you know, being on Titans Twitter and everything, see some comments about some things. But I will say the ones we had around us they as a were, as a whole, uh, yeah. I mean, but and the ones we had around us were respectful. Uh, had a couple of them sitting right in front of us after the Titans got that stop, which we'll get into. They started to leave, and you know, hey, I told them 
a hell of a game and be careful on your way back because they drove 12 hours to watch this game. <laughs> you wouldn't see me doing that for the Titans, I will say. I, I would I, sit it, on a plane. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, let's get into talking about this game some because, I mean, you talk about the atmosphere in the stadium. I had to listen to the first half of the game on the radio. I made it home in time to, to watch the second half of the game. But honestly, I don't feel like I missed out on absolutely anything because listening to Mike Keith on the radio, especially for this game, because he was on a – I don't want to say that he was on a different level for this game because he's great every game. Right. But just the atmosphere of the game, you could feel it through the radio. Well, and I know I've told my wife this and a couple other people – I can't remember if I told you or not, but this game checked off so many boxes for me. Like, I finally got to see a long Derrick Henry touchdown run. Got to experience Monday night football against a team that you know was higher up and was favored to win the game and to top it off, a Titans win on in prime time right like just so many boxes got checked off there and this was probably one of the best prime time games so far this season if not the best well um but if you think about it all the prime time games that have been going on this year have been like really good yeah because it feels like there have been there's been several that's gone into overtime yep and i mean this one was coming down this was that close to being in overtime but um I mean, hey, when the game started off, um, the Titans did start off a little bit slow. They did. I do want to say, you know, when their first drive stalled out from our seats and then even seeing the replay there in the stadium, because I did go back and try and watch the condensed version of the game, and you couldn't really see it in the condensed version, but the pass to AJ that was incomplete on third down on the first drive, he was being held. Like, you could clearly see, it's for everyone watching on YouTube, they're going to see me grabbing your hoodie right now. Like, that's what it was like. And, but... Well, you know, I, I, I will say, little little uh, tidbit here that I would not have known had I not been listening to the radio. The, the crew that was on the game last night is more partial to calling, uh, roughing the passer and holding penalties um, I believe they said they had that that specific crew had only called three pass interference calls on the season. Well, they definitely added to that last night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it like you said, the Titans did start out slow, had to punt, but the thing that made the biggest difference is our defense. For the most part, we did have a couple errors, but our defense came to play, and they held the Bills to a field goal. On their first drive. Right. Which is massive because if you open up the game, stall out, let this team go down and score, and then you stall out again and give them the ball back, things could could get bad pretty quick. Right. And, I mean, honestly, the Titans were just very, very fortunate that, that, that the defense did come out and play the way that they did. And, honestly, just that things sort of played out in the fashion that they did because – what probably should have been 14 to nothing ended up only being 6 to nothing before the Derrick Henry touchdown um which by the way I w- hated 
that I was not able to actually <laughs> see that. But once again, listening to it on a Mike Keith call was just a completely see, now different experience. I'm going to have to go find him calling that and hear it because I get what you're talking about with when Mike Keith is making those calls and I can only imagine how crazy he was going with it. And before we really talk about that more, the Bills' second uh, drive, we were able to force a punt, and I believe that's the drive where, um, yeah, Harold Landry was able to get a sack on Josh Allen. And we talked about it. Josh Allen only been sacked five times going into this game. So that was big. But getting into the Titans' next drive, I wanted to make sure we hit on this. Ryan Tannehill was not looking great. No, he did and, not in the have, first half. He did game. not have a great first half, and, and that interception that he threw, he had Derrick Henry open, wide open on the checkdown. I seen this in the condensed game because, like I said, when I'm there, I was watching him throw it downfield to Julio, and couldn't. They were away from us, and I couldn't really see Henry at the time, but he had Henry open for the first down, like easily, and. When he threw it down the field to Julio, he threw it more towards the middle of the field and behind Julio. If he's going to throw that ball like that, he has to put it to, when he's throwing it, more to his left and lead Julio up the field. If he does that, Julio has a chance to at least make a play on it versus it getting picked off. Yeah, and I mean, in my opinion, Ryan Tannehill – did not have a great first half at all. And then he made some really good plays in the second half. Um, he made some plays that contributed, um, I mean, in the end, to this team being able to win this game. Uh, I think a lot of what he was able to do, probably a small bit of piggybacking off of Derrick Henry a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to give Tannehill too much props for this game because in my honest opinion – He's not had a great start to the season. I mean, he's he's been obviously serviceable. He's, he's right. been serviceable. But uh, he's not had the efficiency that we've seen the past two seasons. Um, and I just think that – I mean, I think that that's something that's apparent. I'm not saying it's necessarily an issue yet. I mean, some of that is because of the pass protection, the way that it's been. Offensive line, all in all, I mean, considering everything, they played a really great game last night as well. But, um, yeah, I do agree with you about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, don't think that he had the best game, and we would be talking about it a lot more if Derrick Henry had not done well, what he done. And in the second half, like we mentioned, Tannehill did turn it around some. I've seen a stat that someone put out on Twitter that I think Tannehill was 9 for 9 on his passes in the fourth quarter, which is big. It's keeping drives alive, keeping us going down the field for a touchdown well and once again i mean once your running back is sitting at two touchdowns on the game and going on his third things tend to get a little bit easier as that defense does come up (laughs) that is true but after that Tannehill interception we basically had to ask our defense to step up for us again and they did they were able to hold the bills to another field goal which i'm considering That'll win. Yeah, absolutely. In because Buffalo could have easily went down, scored a touchdown there, and been up 10 nothing, and then just 
changed the game some. And then, as you mentioned, the long Derrick Henry run. This is one of those times where the Titans offense is going to be driving away from us. And I'm not thinking about having my phone out, but I wish, I so wish, I would have had my phone out recording this. And the reason I didn't is because at the start of the game, Henry was having, they were doing a pretty good job. Well, up until this point, this specific run play, um, I'm sitting here thinking to myself as I'm listening, man, they really, really have Henry contained right now. I mean, if things don't open up for him, I'm really scared about the Titans' ability to move the ball in offense this game. But Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things and hand him the ball, he finds the crease, and his acceleration after he got to that second level, he made his cut. After he runs someone over. Right. He he basically hits his own blocker and the guy that his blocker is blocking. And right after that, he gets his feet back under him. And he just takes off, and you think, okay, they're going to close that gap on him before he really takes off. No, his acceleration was so good, he got down the field. And come to find out, on the next-gen stats, he hit a top speed of 21.8 miles per hour on that run, and that is the highest miles per hour for any ball carrier this year so far. And he's doing that at like 240 to 250 pounds, which is insane. It's not fair, really, um, if you think about it, because, I mean, there are a lot smaller running backs that rely on their speed, not necessarily able to run people over day in, day out, that still are not reaching that type of speed. Exactly. And him to do that as, you know, it's – I really don't know what you classify Derrick Henry as because, yes, he can be that power back. He's showing this year that he will lower his shoulder and run people over. But he also has that stiff arm, but he's also agile. It just it does take him a couple more steps to get up to his speed just because he's a bigger back. But And that's what's so crazy is that uh, Drake actually texts me. He's like, Henry doesn't look that fast, but he's outrunning everybody. Yeah. And, like, he's just – he keeps gaining more and more distance in between him and the guys trying to chase him down. And, I mean, honestly, even though that was – that's the play that really broke this game open because it was obviously six to nothing Bills at this point. Neither team was really able to get anything going. And that specific play just provided a spark. Honestly, it was probably a little bit to the – disadvantage of the defense because they had to quickly come back out onto the field and I think that is partially what led into this next thing uh the Bills drive down and are able to find Stefan Diggs um in the end zone for a 14 yard touchdown but the thing that kept this drive alive the Titans had the Bills stopped there was a it was on second and nine and Harold Landry got back to Josh Allen for his second sack. We couldn't hear what the flag was in the stadium because it got so loud again. But David Long come up and apparently hit Allen late. They had not took him to the ground yet. They were holding him up, still fighting him. In the stadium, you couldn't hear the whistle. I'm having to text people to try and find out what is this flag that they just threw. Well, it was a little bit of... uh 
I don't know specifically what the flag was, but it was a little bit of extracurricular activity. It, it was a, they called a late hit from unnecessary rough David Long and something to do uh, something to do with his helmet. Uh, once again, I'm listening on the radio here, for, so I'm literally just kind of coming from the words of Mike Keith. But um, they originally thought that the flag was going to be on Josh Allen for pushing away David Long's helmet, but apparently they had thought that he had done something before then to well, warrant a flag. Whenever I, I text Drake about it, asking him, because I know he's watching the game, and he said on the TV you could hear the whistle and that Long came in late and hit Allen. and But that could have really changed that drive. But it kept it alive, and like you said, he goes down and finds Diggs for the touchdown. Yeah, and then things – And Farley got hurt on that drive. Yeah, which come, was which was honestly just I mean, the story of the game for the Titans here. I mean, they and they got I, down at one point to three cornerbacks that were And, and not have you hurt. heard about Farley's injury? I haven't uh I haven't today. Torn ACL. Okay, so he's out. He's out. And also since we're talking about injuries, Cam Batson torn ACL. He's out as well. Um and then I'm still I'm assuming that we're still waiting on Taylor Lewan's concussion and to know exactly I, the severity of that. Right. Um, but the Titans are once again in a spot that is too familiar this season, which is a very long injury list that is probably going to affect them quite a bit. And, I mean, something that's not good is we're getting low on corners. Yep. I mean, we're, we're going to have to do something there. But after that touchdown, Titans are able to go down, kick a field goal, and then you have, I believe it was Danico Autry on the Bills' next drive. Yeah, made a great getting, play. Getting around the corner, hitting Josh Allen, hitting his arm, popping it up in the air. And Kevin Byard, who played another fantastic game. I mean, he, he's he, back to the he, level that back. he needs to be at he, this season. <laughs> he's back. And he's trying to get in the end zone. Gets us back down there and... This is the Derrick Henry effect. The Titans run that read option. After Henry has that long run, you fake or you fake the handoff to him. Tannehill pulls it back. He's able to get into the end zone. That read option that, I talked about that should have let one of my best bets hit, but <laughs> just so happened to only be four yards away from the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> but that the the if there would have been a roof on the stadium, it would have blew off at that point. <coughs> uh, sorry about that. Again, voice is I, Hey, I completely shot. understand because I could hear what not only through the radio, but then through the TV once I got home. Um, so I'm assuming you contributed to some of that at least. I, I tried. I tried. Um, but then, you know, coming down before halftime, um, the Buffalo Bills uh, kind of took advantage of the fact that the Titans were – Injured in the secondary, and Cole yeah. Beasley absolutely wide open there in was, the end zone. There was some kind of miscommunication. I don't know what it is. I When I was going back and trying to watch the condensed game today, I wasn't even able to make it to that part. But from the sounds of it, it seemed like the Titans were running some type of uh, cover two defense. And whoever was supposed to have that deep half, was not there. I think they 
I don't know if it was Jenkins. I think it got put on him. Uh, but he come across the field towards the middle of the field with the re- receiver that was coming across, and it just left Beasley wide open. I mean, you couldn't have asked for any easier of a pitch and catch. I mean, just to put it plainly. And the Titans did get the ball back with like 40 seconds left before half. They had three timeouts. And I, for some reason, they decided not to go for anything at all. Right. I can understand the Knowing argument. Knowing that the Buffalo Bills were going to get the ball right. coming out of and, the half. I mean, at this point, Buffalo was up 20-10. to 10. And looking at it, I can understand the argument from both sides. Like, you take a chance of, if you're trying to throw the ball, haven't really been having success throwing the ball in the first half. What if there's a turnover? You possibly give them a chance at more points before half. So I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you could possibly get down and tie this thing up. Are you playing to not turn the ball over, or are you playing to win? Which Exactly. Obviously, in hindsight, they, they won the game, so it doesn't really matter. But had there been a different outcome, this is something we would be talking about. Right, and... I mean, that gets us to halftime, and since so, it gets us to halftime... That kind of leads us into a little bit of a halftime for the show, where we're exactly. going to look back at our best bets presented to you by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, if you're looking for a way to win big this week, we're going into week seven of the NFL, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. New customers can bet $5, just $5, on any NFL team to win their game. And if they win, you can win $200 in free bets. So, I mean, I'm sure there's some games this week where there's going to be some pretty clear winners. So, pretty easy to take advantage of that. Um, if the sports book is not available in your state yet, DraftKings is not going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. And on either of these, if you want to take advantage of the sports book for the $200 in free bets or the free shot at millions of dollars with the Daily Fantasy Sports, all you got to do, if you're a new customer, use promo code TPPN. Once again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So now let's look back Titans at money our line. bets. Titans money line this uh, next week. <laughs> there, I'm sure there's, a little, there's some that are a little bit more of a sure bet there. <laughs> oh, come on now. And speaking of bad betting advice, let's get into our best bets and look back at what we said for this previous week. I don't know that we said it in our live show, but you kind of hit at it. This is not betting advice. Well, and you're going to see in this, uh, (laughs) obviously in the game reactions, we go back over what we choose. I'm going to get mine out quick and make it um, hopefully as painless as possible. Uh, I had Dawson Knox as an anytime touchdown score. Obviously, he got hurt, um, even though he did score a touchdown and it got called back. I mean, it was holding. It was holding. Um, but, yeah, uh, called back the touchdown for him. And then Ryan Tannehill, I had him his longest rush over 10.5 yards. I wasn't able to see the read option. Had it been 11 yards back, maybe he still no, could have scored. he got tackled Could, could not have zone. scored it. So, um, that one, not able to cash either. I came out empty-handed, which puts me at 2-6. and six. Man, 
That's kind of rough. It, it, it is because rough. Because this does allow me to take a lead because one of the ones that I threw out was Josh Allen over 288.5 passing yards. And just to look here right quick, um, yeah, he had 353 passing yards. So, hey, I will take that. Now, this next one we kind of need some clarification on. Because for kickers, when they kick the extra point, technically that is points for them, correct? Right. Okay, so if that is the case, when I said Randy Bullock over six and a half kicking points, that means the extra points factor in, correct? Well, did it cash out? I I don't know. I actually forgot to bet on this one before the game. Look, I was trying to get some work done before leaving to head up to Nashville. We got up to Nashville. I was trying to take in the atmosphere. If he so, got it with extra points, then that, that does count. Okay, because he did kick two field goals, which put him at six. And we know Henry scored three touchdowns. Tannehill scored one. So I'm going to say that he hit it. So that puts me up to four and six. Four and four. Or four and four. Four and four. Uh, well – because I've I've got two yeah. right, lost six. You've got four okay, right, I, lost I see four. I was I was counting my attempts, <laughs> which keeps you um, gets me back to five hundred. Gets you back to five hundred, puts you in the lead, and gives us our first double cash of the season. Double cash is that what we're going to be calling? That's it? what we're going to call it. That's hey, the first I'm double cash of the season. Um, so that's the best bets. I mean, hopefully, I can come back uh, in the game preview video for the Chiefs. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a long road to coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so. I'm hoping to extend that. And I do want to throw this out there. I know we're still kind of in our best bets, but if I don't put this in here, my wife is going to kill me. So I would prefer to stay alive. Uh, bold predictions. Yours didn't come true. Well, I said it was going to be over 65 points. They hit 65. So it's about <laughs> as close as you can get but. right without it hitting. I said Tannehill was going to have four total touchdowns. He had one, so that was nowhere close. Uh, Drake said Henry was going to have 190 yards. Allen throw for over 400. Didn't hit that. Spencer said that the Bills were going to keep Henry under 100 yards rushing. That did not hit. But my wife, Carrie, said that the Titans were going to sack Josh Allen two times. We counted that as a bold prediction because he had only been sacked five times all year. They got to him three times. They got to him three times. Which so that evens her up. <laughs> it <laughs> does. So I, I had to give her credit for that right quick. And she can come and let's see. I think last time we gave away the Steve McNair. She can come and claim her Frank Wachek bobblehead. And look, just because the bobbleheads freak you out we'll does not mean you can be giving my bobbleheads. We'll away. continue giving away the collection. Make sure you put in a bold <laughs> prediction for the next game for your chance to win. I think next week will be the number 99, Drew L. Casey. Items on the table are not for sale or giveaway. So let's now move into the rest of the game. Um, and this is, this is where it really got interesting. Which, by the way, I'm going to throw out a little bit of a mishap that you had just a few minutes ago. Uh, it, going into halftime, it was 20 to 17, so it was just a three point game. Uh, I did say that 20 to 10. Um, oh, I thought I said 2017, which kind of changes the narrative there a little bit. Um, coming out, the Bills get get the ball, and I, I was pretty sure I said 2017. Well, you can roll it back after we upload the podcast. So, um, 
Now, 20 to 17, Bills get the ball coming out of halftime. Uh, they have a drive, a pretty long drive, honestly, at that. Um, but the Titans are able to stall them out at the 34 yard line. And Bass kicks a 54 yarder. Um, and honestly, if you're the Titans, you are really, really thinking your defense here um, because 23 to 17 is definitely manageable at this point. Yes, very I mean, much so. You've been able to get Henry moving now, and I mean, with that being said, twenty-three to seventeen just doesn't seem like anything at all. So the Titans come out in their next drive and take it from here. So in the Titans' next drive, they are um, so AJ Brown got. I mean, he was involved a little bit in the first uh, half, I believe. Not near but, as much as the second half. No, second half was where. A.J. Brown really uh, thrived, and we almost seen Derrick Henry break another one. We we really did. And if it hadn't have been for uh, Micah Hyde deciding to step in and take the punishment down the field, Derrick Henry lowered his shoulder and ran him over. And I do want to throw out, we did get to see another Derrick Henry stiff arm on a Bills player. Uh, I can't remember if it was first or second half, but – Another Bills player may end up on a flag. Don't don't know for sure. Um, and the Titans basically drive down the field and are able to get Derrick Henry his second rushing touchdown on the day. Yeah, and he just, again, another example, he had a great game. And if he's able to continue this, this is, I mean, it definitely warrants saying that he needs to be in the MVP conversation because he, I believe, is probably the best player in football right now. Um, if you just take a look at it, he's just single-handedly, in some cases, moving this offense along and helping this team come out with a win. And I I was going to get into that a little bit later about him being in the MVP combo. Uh, sorry, I've been a little scattered because something that we missed in the first half, we do have to jump back to it. Um, Julio Jones, I know you did not get to see this, but Tannehill in the uh, – and this was when the Titans were able to get up to 10 points off of a field goal. Tannehill rolls out to his right. He's looking down the field. Julio Jones is down there, and Tannehill throws up a prayer to him. There was some pass interference on the defense, but the ball bounced off of the Buffalo player's helmet, and Julio Jones does not give up on the play, tracks the ball in the air after it bounces off the Bills' helmet, and is able to make an insane catch along the sidelines to move the Titans down even further. But really, if... Tannehill could have got everything under this ball and put it out in front of Jones. He may have had his first touchdown on the season. Should have been, you know, we'll forget Seattle right now. But did want to jump back to that so you can take it back over now. Um, so, I mean, at this point, Tennessee Titans are now leading 24-23. Um, the Bills are able to go down and score. Um, I can't exactly remember – who scored that one? Um, um, let's see. It was... Oh, uh, this is the one where Sweeney did score. Yes. Which is, 
I believe, where Dawson Knox should have had his touchdown, ends up getting called <laughs> back, also hurts his hand on the same possession. Um, and then they run a little bit of the Buffalo special. Um, they're that, able to run the trick play on the two-point conversion and get a Dawson Knox to Josh Allen pass for the two-point conversion out of the hurt hand, I believe. I, I'm just going to tell you, watching that play in person because it was down on at the end zone where we sat at, I was I was following the whole play, and then I look over and I see Josh Allen sitting over there wide open. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like you you have got please drop it please drop it and they didn't drop it and buffalo fans were going crazy i'm sitting here talking to drake because drake's like man this is helping out my fantasy team i'm like shut up about your fantasy <laughs> team i don't care it would have been huge if the titans could have stopped them there like come on now who who are you for your fantasy team or the titans to win and well, apparently you can be for both so <laughs> but yeah it that play call was very well executed by them. And I think another thing we missed was the lateral that the tri- the Titans yeah, tried. But, yeah, I didn't want to get into that too well, much. Well, do you know how awesome it would have been if we could have pulled that off again against the Bills? You know Vrabel has been working on that all week long. Yeah, I mean, Leading definitely. up to this game. Like, he was, I want to do it to him again. <laughs> And but didn't work out. But getting into the Titans next drive, they are able to go down. The drive kind of gets stalled out. They kick a field goal and make it Buffalo thirty one, Titans twenty seven. And getting down to like five or let's see, I uh, can't remember exactly how long it was at the end of the third quarter or at, right at the start of the fourth quarter when they ended up kicking that uh field goal i think nine minutes left and i'm just gonna say i'm over the drive by drive at this point because everything at this point essentially (laughs) leads up to the fact that derrick henry scores another touchdown and just continues to show why he's the greatest player in the nfl at this point in time and and the reason i wasn't skipping over that drive is because the drive before henry's final touchdown like tennessee's drive before that they're getting down towards our end zone so i'm taking my phone out and i'm like all right yeah I'm fixing to be recording this, get some good, you know, videos for the podcast and YouTube video. And there was like a false start on the Titans. Then they threw it short of the uh, line a couple times. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done. So when it comes time, they get back down there and Derrick Henry gets his final touchdown run. I'm sitting here like, should I pull my phone out and try and video? No, the last couple times I've done that, it's hasn't went well for the Titans. I don't want to jinx it. And sure enough, Derek Henry gets in. And I'm like, damn it, I should have been recording so I could have had this touchdown. Well, luckily you kept it put up. So the, the Titans were able to go up 34-31. And I mean, three of them things on the day Yeah, for I mean, Derek Henry. The hat trick. Um, it, honestly, he's at 10 on the season and – there's there's no argument at this point against the fact that he is in the most valuable player conversation. And again, um, we're going to hit on that more after we finish talking about the game. But here. then, I mean, all things essentially lead up to the fact that the Buffalo Bills put a decent drive together. Um, Mike Vrabel's not using any of those timeouts. I, I'm not sure if those carry over into the next week or not. But <laughs> he, um, I think he did end up using one after he no, seen the, Buffalo's uh, – no, the Bills were the ones that used that timeout. 
Um, because I, I specifically remember the fact that I was timeout by Tennessee with 22 seconds left. And well, then before the Bills that, took one. At, at 40 seconds is when the Bills took their first one. And I yes. thought that that should have been a Tennessee Titans timeout because you. Well, Vrabel is essentially trusting his defense to get a stop. And he did. Or at least um, hold him to a field goal. And, and so we get down to a third and we'll call it long play where Josh Allen uh, obviously doesn't see anything. He takes off and he's able to make a pretty athletic play to almost get the first down. Uh, almost, but it's so good to have a money hooker back. Yeah. And get it to fourth and, I'd say, less than a yard. Oh, yeah, it was like fourth and a half yard. And luckily, Josh Allen uh, didn't have the right cleats on on Monday night or something because I'm I'm not just going to put it on him slipping. Jeffrey Simmons is just a man. Yeah, Simmons and made a great play. I think even if Allen hadn't have slipped, I, Simmons had him stopped. Because from what I was hearing, it wasn't even close. Again, this is down at the opposite side, and it may have even been you that said he wasn't even close. No, he, he, yeah, he definitely was not even close. Um, but that essentially ends the game. Titans take it, they kneel and uh, take down what was the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. Still a great team, and p- potentially still the best team in the NFL. Um, because as we know, one loss doesn't define you. This is a Titans team that gave up seven sacks to the New York Jets and lost and then comes back two weeks later and beats the Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, from uh, these are two of the top and, teams here. And really, Buffalo almost had – we didn't even hit on this. They had a uh, kickoff return Yeah, that was called back for a hold. And really, they had even missed a block in the back. Uh, there was another drive where – uh, borders should have had an interception and I am going to go back and finish watching the condensed version of this game because several people who were watching it on TV said that uh, Janoris Jenkins actually decided to play defense for once but he did it against Borders and kept him from getting the interception. Well, Borders still should have ended up catching that ball um, in my honest opinion. But, like you said, we've gotten through the end of the game. Now, Got to talk about Derrick Henry. NFL, y'all need to get your heads out of your asses. This is not a quarterback award. This is for, supposed to be for the person that is the most valuable player. And Derrick Henry is showing why that is him. Uh, going up against the Bills' number one ranked Russian defense, a defense that has not allowed a running back to go for over 100 yards on them, this season, Derrick Henry has 20 carries for 143 yards, averaging 7.2 yards per carry and three touchdowns On in a primetime game against another MVP candidate in Josh Allen. I mean, they've been putting him up there. He outshined him. It's time to put respect on his name and legit put him in that conversation. Because on the season now, do you have uh, his stats for how many rushing yards he has? I don't. Not on me. Uh, I believe it's 783. That sounds about right. I know he's up up in the high 700s and then obviously 10 touchdowns. 
So he's certainly on pace now um, to he, break the record uh, and to just put up an astronomical number of touchdowns. He's on pace for over 2,200 rush yards, and he is on pace for 28 touchdowns, which would tie LaDamian Tomlinson's record that he holds. So, I mean, how are you not putting this guy in the conversation? 17 games. Okay, even if – No, I'm, 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 on, I'm on your side. Because um, if, you ta- if you take Derek – w- I'm just saying. I mean, you know, you were a little bit speechless when something was said about, you know, an, an argument against it. So, oh, I was no, just I, I was te- I was, testing you there. I was testing I, you I was getting my argument back right um, But, yeah, anyways, I mean, my only <laughs> argument for this is if you take Derek Henry off of this team, they are probably – next to nothing offensively. They're, I'll tell you what. If you take Henry off of this team, more than likely they are not sitting here at 4 and 2. No, absolutely not. Um they're probably you're probably looking at more of a 1 to 2 win team right now without Derrick Henry. And that's just the honest truth because Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that it's becoming more and more apparent to me he relies on Derrick Henry's success and when Derrick Henry is stopped, Ryan Tannehill is not an elite quarterback. I, I can't argue that this year. You know, the past couple of years, I could make a case where Henry has been slowed down or stopped and Tannehill has helped get the team to a win. But if you are talking about the overall pitcher, we need Derrick Henry. And we talked about this before with our favorite Titans players ever. And I said... I believe it was before last year. Um, you know, Keith Bullock was my favorite, and you asked me a question of when does Derrick Henry make it into that top five? Well, I'm going to tell you, Derrick Henry has not only entered that top five. Derrick Henry is officially my favorite Titans player ever. That's it. I mean, I, I, can you even argue that he's not yours? I mean, I honestly think. We, I mean, we said this on the live show before the game. He's the best. He's he's the best Titans player of all time. I think you can go ahead and give him that. Um, and you know, seven, eight, possibly. Uh, that's just a number I'm throwing out there. I don't know how accurate that is. Years from now, you're going to see him in a gold jacket, and that's all there is to it. I, I can't argue. I think he will end up with that gold jacket. I mean, he's he's putting it together now. He just needs. I mean, he can completely seal the deal if he leads the Titans to a Super Bowl and wins it and gets Super Bowl MVP. I agree. Yeah, 100%. So, that's, I mean, that's all that I've got to say on it. I mean, I think that he's absolutely the story of this game. Um, I mean, we essentially started with him talking about his long touchdown, ended with him talking about the fact that he is, at this point in the season, the MVP and he is currently, you were watching history, sealing his fate to get that gold jacket. Oh, yeah. And, again, he done this against the number one Russian defense in the league. Now he faces, this next week, the 27th ranked rush defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, and that's going to definitely be an interesting one um, because – after this Bills game, I mean, that one looks as winnable as ever. It, it does. We talked about the Titans needing to get one of the next two, really. 
we thought it would probably be the Chiefs game. Uh, I know – I think you picked the Bills to win this past week. I did. I said I had to go with my heart. I went with the Titans. Was right on that. Was pretty close on the score prediction, too. I believe I said 35 to 33. Yeah. Um, But Titans have to figure something out at cornerback because uh, all the weapons the Chiefs have, us being down corners, that that's not good. No, it's definitely not. Um, so, I mean, as far as I'm concerned for all of that and more on the Kansas City Chiefs game, make sure that you tune in to next week's – or the game preview for next week, which will be coming up here in just a couple of days. Be looking for that and turn on the post notifications and all of that stuff so that you know when it's out. Yeah, I don't have anything else. And that's all. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for listening. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Mm-hmm.